Father, we just pray. We thank you. Thank you that you're good. And Lord, we just receive, as, as Jesus said, only there's only one good, and that's the Father. Father, I just thank you for just tonight collecting everything about us, everything within us. And Lord God, and as you are just wrapping us in your plan and your purpose, that Lord, that no matter what it looks like, Lord, you're holding it for your good. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You're a good, good Father. And we thank you that no matter what uh, comes our way, no matter what storm, that Lord, that we are completely in the family and we thank you for family, Lord. And it's what a great place to be. What a great place to stand. And we just honor you tonight that we speak over the hearts of all of those that we love, all those we're in contact with, that those who may not be uh, responding to your fatherly love, I thank you for a heavenly response right now in the name of Jesus. For the, those who are just not hearing and not listening, and I just pray in Jesus' name that they just have a, a violent turn to the Father to listen, to come out of their own self, Lord God, and, and surrender, surrender to you, Lord. I, I, I thank you for every prayer that's been prayed over them, that tonight, Lord, that, Father, as we sow the seeds of prayer, and as it's said in the word, seed and harvest happen almost simultaneously, I believe for a sudden work right now in the name of Jesus for a sudden turn for 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 those that lord that we're just we're believing for them they're, they're distracted they're confused they they're angry whatever they may be that's blinding them from the love of god i, I just pray right now in jesus name as the scales begin to fall off of their eyes scales begin to fall off of their ears and they begin to hear there are loved ones that are, are waiting on them and loved ones that need their care and touch and i thank you that right now that they begin to just sense the presence of a good good father thank you for the turnaround anointing thank you lord jesus thank you father god for just that that spirit of, of change that love and care and a callous heart to be melted away that it turns to flesh again in the name of jesus to begin to love on you and worship you father with every part of their being and Lord God, we refuse to quit speaking what the Word of God has said. But Lord, we just believe for a quick work right now in the name of Jesus. Can you just lift up your loved ones right now in Jesus' name? Lift up everyone thought that in your thought life of friends and whoever they may be. Just believe for right now tonight that they are just having a turn. That they are becoming vulnerable to the love of God. That they're bringing down barriers and, and things that they've stood up and their flesh has cried out and has made their heart hard but in the name of jesus he's going to turn the stony heart back to flesh tonight and lord god we just receive them we receive it with them lord jesus that lord that their hearts they were so desperate we are desperate for them to know you in a special way lord god to know you like they once did they once loved you lord god remind them that there's compassion there's there's fellowship in the love of god and we cry out for them we we cry out they're just it's a revival that needs to happen inside of them and we just believe lord jesus that they are responding lord we don't want them to be without you we don't want them to be without your presence and and no matter what the enemy is what lie he's trying to sell that they don't need god they don't need really whatever they're saying we pray in jesus name as the truth comes out and prevail 
the hardest of the hardest of heart breaks tonight for the glory of God for them to know you and and just cry at your feet and feel the love and compassion of God the love of God remind them Lord Jesus of what all they got to live for in the presence of God that it is there it is there Lord Jesus and I know Lord God you pulled us here and put us position us here tonight for them and for their souls and for their spirit and Lord, I just come against any form of stress and denial that it'll be loose from them and they'll be bound to the word of God again, bound to the love of Jesus all over again. And Father, we thank you. We're ready to receive them with open arms, not judgment, not condemnation, but to love them, to see them come back like the prodigal son. Lord, we cannot wait to run and kiss them and tell them the ring of authority is yours. It's as if you've never been gone because we know where God is restoring you back to. And Lord, we just bless you tonight. Thank you for this, for this, for this fellowship and this service right now. Thank you, Lord God, for this call to believe, call to stand. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, praying with me. Um, we're gonna, uh, you obviously know when, when you know um, a truth, um, you, when you know something is true and you don't do anything about it, right? Um, or you let the person get in trouble for what you know is true, you know, that, how many of y'all know that's just as guilty as the people doing the deed against the person, right? And you got to be able to do it. So we, we are going to talk about Pontius Pilate. Uh, title of tonight is, is Hands Down. Uh, seeing things through. All right. Uh, I believe that when we see things through, it helps the vision of our own kids and the vision of everybody around us when we see things through till the end. All right. It's easy to quit. The uh, quitting just is, um, is, is just, uh, it's, just it's, it's easy, but it's painful. All right, when you think about what you quit on. Uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 24 through 26. And it's dealing with Jesus. Uh, they're, they're judging him. He's basically in court right now. Uh, all the crowd is yelling. And, and so when Pilate, Pontius Pilate, who was the judge over all of this, saw that he could, he could prevail nothing, but that rather a, a, uh, a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying... I am innocent of the blood of this just person, see ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and on our children. That's crazy. Uh, then released release Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Father, I just pray, I thank you, Lord, everything that's in our hands to do, that, Father, that we are careful to do it according to your will careful to say that lord i'm gonna uh, stand up in my responsibility and take full 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 authority over all that i have been called to do in jesus name amen amen so Pontius pilate knows jesus is innocent said i'm washing my hands i give him to y'all we're gonna beat him I, I i think i i felt better when i got in trouble for being guilty of something it's the time when i was innocent is when i felt the most anger right like i know i didn't do anything wrong right uh pilot sitting says this he goes i'm innocent of his hands but he had every opportunity to release jesus and not 
he could, it was his call. He could have done that. Even though it was custom for the people to have someone, he could have said no. And he said it. I see no fault in this man, in the King James Version. I see no fault in him. So I'm just going to wash my hands. It's y'all's fault, whatever happened to him. Of course, the crazy people like, his blood be on us and our children. And they were right. The blood of Jesus was on their children so that they could get saved, right, and on them. So Pilate washed his hands. But that didn't clean him from the evil that was allowed to be done to Jesus, all right? So one of the big things now in schools is about talking about bullying. Uh, if you just watch it and don't do anything, you're just as bad as the people bully you, all right? Say that all the time. Do not just wash your hands of it. Make sure you put your hands down and be a part of the solution. So when we are washing our hands, there are steps not taken there are steps not taken words unspoken and actions left undone i've gone i want to make sure i finish strong i don't want to quit i don't want to give in i don't want to give up i'm not the one guilty here but in the name of jesus when we have the authority and power to believe god we must keep our hands to that right it says this, even the bible says in scripture lay hands on the sick and they shall recover right keep your hands down on the situation don't throw your hands up and give up don't wash them don't wash all that you've done off your hands so just not doing wrong isn't isn't a strong position for believers right to not just go around at least i didn't do anything wrong no we need to be doing right too we need to pursue the good i said to my kids all the time just because you didn't do something that doesn't mean anything you also need to do something at that provides the next message. That's the next part of you. So we need to pursue God's best for us uh, and, and, and everyone around us. So, so today at the last school that I was in, a bunch of sixth graders. Sixth graders are borderline. We may get them tested for mental crazy. End of the year anyway, right? But this guy there, this gigantic, this gigantic uh, coach, and I looked at him, and I, rec I, I could recognize him, but I didn't, right? And one of the worst things, I just don't remember anybody I grew up with. I just don't. I don't know what happened to that part of my brain. And he goes, Tori, man, man, we grew up together. We played baseball in the streets all the time. And I'm staring at him going like, and I've learned, like, because I used to lie, like, yeah. I used to go like, yeah. Now I'm like, I don't know you. I have no idea who you are. And he was like, I'm, I'm Stevie Robinson. And I was like, okay, that name sounds familiar, but I still don't know who you are. I don't remember you at all. And I don't know what has happened. Like, I do not remember. I mean, I'm staring at him. And then as, as I kept staring at him, features started to come in, you know, like, like sticking to him. And then I did remember some of the things we used to do was play baseball all the time. Now, growing up, we didn't always have a ball. And we didn't always have a bat. So we used sticks and rocks. We got really good <laughs> when, it got to, when we got to use regular equipment. We could really hit there when it wasn't a stick or a rock. But, but as he was standing there, he was, he was, he was uh, telling me at the end how uh, it was encouraging for him to see somebody encouraging kids that he has to work with. Right? I think, I think God will push us there. Like, and even though I couldn't remember him, I think the honesty and integrity of saying, dude, I just don't, you're going to have to help me out. Right. I think part of that is believing and going a long way. And and with, when we whenever God have us doing something, no matter how tired, no matter how how worn out we are, when you keep your hands in it, it God can bless it. And that's that's what I think our, our next step is. Pursue God's best for us and everyone around us. If we when we do this, it will be that best part of us. So innocent until proven guilty 
is for a believer to never settle on accusation, but live the guilt-free life for those being persecuted. All right? I think it's best when we live guilt-free. Right? Not that we don't do anything wrong, but we believe God's forgiven us. Because it's tough when you live guilty, right? Or you feel, you feel bad. Right? Like one of the things that John Wooden says that the softest pillow is a clear conscience. How do I lay, lay down every night a clear conscience? First John 1 9, confess your sins. God is faithful and just to forgive you. Right? Because you got to wake up the next morning and be guilt free so your kids can see what innocence looks like on a daily basis. So they can see what, what, it, what purity looks like, what it looks like on a daily basis. It doesn't look like you were perfect. It looks like you turned to the one who is perfect. Right? That's, that's, that's what it looks like, right? Because you'll hear all the time, like, how can I tell my kids to do right? Because you're the parent. You can tell them to do right. I don't care how messed up you are. I've watched people on crack discipline their kids. Now, they didn't remember it, but I did see it. A believer that lives as having the righteousness of Christ takes the position that their unrighteousness will never allow injustice to go down without a fight, right? So part of that says, God, I'm the righteousness of Christ. I'm not going to let this injustice go down, right? No matter what. And some, one of the things that, uh, <laughs> that, that I'm just now thinking about today is a little boy named CJ. It's like about 800 kids in there. So I said, who's not shy? Who wants to come over here? And he just threw his hands up, and he comes running over there. And one of the most boldest human beings ever. Like, he's all in front of people. I didn't even get to start talking. He's bowing. And I was like, dude, let me do my job. But I, I love his boldness because of the fact I said, now, you understand that's been given to you to be a leader, to be an example right? I said, now you're here and you're standing next to me. You don't know who I am. You don't even know what I was going to have you do. You jumped up to make sure you were a part of it. And I don't know if that's because you didn't want to sit out there in the audience and, and all that stuff, but you've got to use that's a gift, right? So again, standing in those positions. We talked about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Peter didn't want it. Jesus said, if you don't let me wash your feet, you can't have any part of me. Because if I can wash your feet, that'll keep you from washing your hands from people's situation. Right? It'll keep you in it. So wash feet are what keeps us from washing our hands from those who are in need. Washed hands don't mean a clean heart. Right? Just because I wash my hands, it doesn't mean that cleans my heart from it. That thing still breaks my heart. And so I want to make sure that I give it back to Jesus. Look at Romans 11 and 29. We've said this one before. Uh, For the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Uh, God didn't, didn't give us gifts for them to be a lifestyle decoration. We are not gifted for it to be decorated as a gift. Or someone can say, that person sure can speak. That person, person sure can sing. They sure can play the keyboard. They sure can do this. They sure can do. No, God didn't give it to us just for that decoration so people could see us decorated with a gift. He gave us gifts to bring restoration. Right? Because the Bible says he's, been given us, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. My gift is to help others. Your gift should be to show up and, and give a voice. What is it that, as we said on Sunday, if you don't have anything good to say, most people say, don't say anything at all. I'm going to check that. If you don't have anything good to say, that means you haven't read your Bible at all. Because it's the good news. Right? How beautiful are the feet that brings, that show up with good news. 
Your kids are happy to see you. Anytime a believer is around, it is a, it is a divine appointment for a divine outcome. Right, and us, of us is here together, right? And I'm gonna be. Can I be honest with you? Can I just tell, tell you some truth? I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of happy it's just us, because I've seen so many people today that just a little quiet crowd. I'm cool. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so good. It's so good. But I, I know that's not what we believe in God for. But I was like, just, just don't scream at me. Divine outcome. You are here for a divine outcome. Everywhere you go, there's a divine outcome because you've appointed to that specific time and that place to have a divine outcome. What would we all be like if, 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 if Miss Teresa was our teacher? Like we'd have this divine outcome, this anointed person over us teaching us in school. Think about some people who leave there and have someone know that they believe in them. Right? No matter what, that they know it's like, it's like, like God. We know God believes in us. Sometimes we don't believe in ourselves, but we know God believes in us, right? And then he puts that in a person that's teaching our kids. Like, that's just generation. Then some crazy speaker shows up where everybody ultimately comes up at the end. And this is what kept happening today. Dude, you go to church, don't you? I go, I go to Jesus, Every single time I get a chance. And so every believer has the gift of ministering reconciliation, bringing someone back to where they need to be and and encouraging them to be reconciled. So we have no excuse for not using our God-given gifts to bring peace. Bring peace. Bring peace to everyone you come in contact with. Uh, Your God-given gifts. Deliverance is also in there and blessings to people. Pilate washing his hands and us repenting for not using our God-given gifts for others is the exact same sin. To walk away and do nothing and say, God, forgive me, is the same as Pilate washing his hands. That was, that, was a, that was a powerful thing. And it's not that you're going around starting a fight. You're giving them a gift. Okay, last thing about the sixth graders. They came in so rowdy, I thought, I'm not going to get to say a word. Right? They came in, they were loud. Even when the, the little counselor lady walked up there with her mic, with the mic, they were, and they were stomping on the bleachers, like, like they were loud. And I was like this, like, this is crazy. But at 2.15, I'm done. Right? Y'all the ones showed up in here late. I'm, at 2.15, I'm done. Keep walking around. And she was, you know how they get mad. I'm not going to say anything to you guys. Be quiet. I'm thinking, take your time. Right. And God spoke to me at that point. He says, you are about to show them how peaceful they really are. So God and I start having this conversation. Are you hearing what I'm hearing? Because they are loud. They are stoned. He says, you're about to show them. He says, the minute you get the instrument that I've called you to use, they are going to go in complete silence. I said, this is like feeding the 5,000 to me. I, I, I got to see it, right? And so the lady didn't even have an introduction for me. She said, we got this guy who's coming to speak to y'all. Here you go. As I walk up, walked up there and I said, my name is Tori Gant. Not another drop. 
Not another drop. I didn't even get to tell him at this point because I brought it up later. I said, so whenever I need to get your attention, I'll say, if you can hear me clap once, you can hear me clap twice. I didn't even get to that part. It was like dense. And so at the whole time, I'm talking like, God, it's happening. Right? It's crazy. I got these two voices going on. And so God says, never, ever judge the group when I've called you to divinely be there to make a difference. Right? They were so loud, though. They were crazy in there. And God says, your gift will make room for you. Right? Bring it before men. No matter how chaotic your situation is, step in there with your gift. God will silence the situation, but it will not do anything with you not stepping to take the gift and move forward. James chapter 4 and verse 14 through 17 says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life. You know, they, that sentence, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's all I have to say. It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Right? Right? I can't know to do good and not do it. But if I know to do good and don't do it, to me, that's wrong. Right? I want to put that over our, and I know I talk about our kids and, and, and not cleaning at times, or what they have to be forced to. You know, and I want to put that over the trash can. To know to do good and not take out the trash, you are a sinner. You could be flirting with hell right now. I want to do that. Apparently, Pastor Rita doesn't like signs in the house. So, live in your now and never expect to do today's will tomorrow. Do today's will today. Don't wait till tomorrow to do it. Today's will is for right now. Don't wait for it to, to, to show up tomorrow. Faith is evidence in the now, and the power that moves through an obedient, an obedient believer is unstoppable. Amazing how they think that educators, y'all, got three months off. <laughs> I say somebody don't know how to count. When the teachers are walking around with paper stuck to them six more days, <laughs> three more days, right? That means three more days, the kids ain't going to be here. Then they still have to come back for another week. God takes us to the extra step. If we're going to be the teachers and leaders, God's going to ask us to go a little bit further than the people that we're, we're helping. So it's that evidence of ho things hoped for. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. However... The undone will leave man, leave man irresponsible. Know in the Hebrew, the word know, <laughs> says to know them, to know to do good. In the Hebrew means intimacy. It, Adam knew Eve and she gave birth. And that's the knowing. It was an intimate knowing. There's an intimacy about doing what's right for the right reason. That's in there. There's an intimacy with that. And if, when you reject that intimacy, you lose contact with fellowship with the God that you love. It says that, that, that Hebrew of knowing and to have an intimate understanding of good and not share it is withholding love. How can you love God that you don't see but not love man that you do see?
If I know to do good and I don't share with you, that means I'm withholding the love I should be giving to you. And that good doesn't necessarily mean just always the, God will tell you to speak a, a tough word at times. That's doing good for the right purpose. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 17 through 19. Oh, the king could have had a chance to destroy his enemies. What if, you know, if you only, if we brought bows and arrows and said, however many times you shoot, however many arrows you shoot, you get to destroy generational curses in your life and debt and lack in your life. How many of y'all be out there like Katniss shooting to like, just give me another one. You'll make up sticks, right? You'll be like, where is it? <laughs> just shoot to the east. And that's all this king had to do was go out and shoot the arrow in the direction and then destroy his enemies forever. He opened the east window, said Elisha. So he opened it, and Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. Then Elisha delivered, declared, this is the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, for you shall strike the Armenian in Afik until you have put an end to them. So he's supposed to strike the ground. So he shot, and then he's supposed to strike the ground. Sorry. Strike the ground. Then Elisha said, take the arrow. So he took them, and Elisha said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. You're like, my kid would never be bullied again. Like, I'd have been bloody. Like, I want to beat the ground. This is the one thing I got to do. And this king only did it for three times and stopped. He was ready to go wash his hands, spiritually speaking. I've done my duty. He said, but the man of God, Elisha, was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck down Aram until you had put an end to it. But now you will strike down Aram only three times. I think part of our life, right, our life story is the fact that, God, I don't want to just do this for a little bit. Wash my hands and watch it come back. Right? I want to do this till it never comes back. There's a pain that has happened to, to us throughout the years that we don't want our kids ever to experience. We don't ever want our kids to experience certain hunger, certain heartbreaks that we've been through. But we have to make sure we don't just wash our hands and let it show up again in their lives. Half good is still no good. A well-used gift not only brings victory, but it also provides deliverance for generations. Use your gift well. This king had authority, but his half-hearted mentality caused him to produce a half-hearted victory for his people. The king's hesitation leads to Elisha's being frustrated, and most of all, his people brought devastation upon the people. We are kings and priests. Here's where we show up, right? We are kings and priests. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's an arrow. Take it and don't ever quit striking the ground. What does the ground represent? We were made out of the dust of the earth. You're striking against the flesh and you're taking the flesh out. No matter what the addiction is, never quit putting the word on top of it because it is striking the ground for victory. Not just one day, not just three weeks, but for generations upon generations as you strike the ground. The anger's never going to come back. The hallucination's never going to come back. The mental problem's never going to come back. You got to keep striking the ground it's made out of the dust of the earth and i think like it's, it's so cool that when we says we've been made kings and priests that means we must rule 
and pray as one who hungers to destroy sin forever. Right? Kingdom of God. God's way of doing things. Winning, washing our hands is an act of quitting on the truth and not winning with peace. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. Right? For they shall be called sons of God. Right? Not peacekeepers. And by the way, Hunger Games didn't come up with peacekeepers first. Peacekeepers will, are people who won't say anything when they should say something because they want to keep peace. Peacemakers make it for everybody, including the person there. A peacemaker doesn't just sit on the side and watch. A peacemaker offers information even if it's a truth that may be tough to swallow, but it'll make peace. Some of the strongest iron can make and break up some of the hardest ground. Keeping peace and not dealing with conflict is submitting to the fatherhood of our flesh. Remember, if I'm a peacemaker, I'll be called sons of God. If I'm a peacekeeper, I'm submitted and I'm calling my flesh my God. Because I want everybody to like me. Peacemaking means we have to stay involved until the will of God is produced. Right? We're going to stay involved till the will of God is produced. I'm a peacemaker. I'm not here to fight you. The battle has already been won. I'm here to keep speaking the peace of God all over this situation. And let the peace of God be your umpire. Let it say safe. Let it say out. Amen? Awesome. You guys are amazing. You guys bow your heads. So I'm going to pray over you. you. Keep your hands down. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're praying. Now, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, passed down. You feel like it's been going through your family for years, and the good seems to not even have a place. I just want to pray in Jesus' name. Don't wash your hands from even that most wildest, most incredible dream that you had. See, a lot of times we can say, no, I still believe, but God gave you an incredible dream to believe that you know it's beyond your power it's been so long it's been beyond your mind and, and even maybe you've washed your hands by saying it's never going to happen I, I want you to i want you to put your hands down again on that dream on that vision and on that purpose I want you to put your hands down again on it and, and and begin to just believe again and begin to just be, see the restoration of god that God, I refuse and I repent for washing my hands of what you've called me to be and the purpose and plan that you have for my life. I repent from that, Lord God. I want to go out and I want to do what's right before you, the will of God to be done. That said, God, I want to see it through. I want to see it through. I, I know you can use me, Jesus. I know you can help me. I know that this thing can come to pass. However, God, I need protection over my heart I need protection over my emotions. The reason why I washed my hands with this long ago is because my heart couldn't take the waiting. Can you strengthen my heart, Lord Jesus, I pray. I know you can. I know you're able. Lord, I need you to strengthen my heart. I want to see all that you've put before me and before my children and before my family and before my friends. But in order for me to stay, I, I need heart help right now. 
Lord Jesus, I thank you for blessing and strengthening every heart in the sound of my voice tonight to know that they can put their hands down on those dreams no matter how big, no matter how large the debt, no matter how large the, the, the situation may be impossible. Maybe it's in the hands of judges. Maybe it's in the hands of courts. Maybe it's in the hands of creditors. But in the name of Jesus, your hand is in the hand of God. And the hand of God is greater than all of those things. Father, we resurface and grab a hold of our dreams. We get our hands so involved, saturated with that destiny and that plan and that purpose so strong that nothing shall separate us. Lord, we believe it, we grab it, and we run with it. And we're going to give you all the glory all the time. In Jesus' name, everybody say, Amen.